0: and get as obsessed as i am about these absolute legends of the mythological world happy new year and welcome to myth monsters 2023 although it is pretty odd that we're technically going to be celebrating our second anniversary this year it feels like we've been going on forever already so thank you for sticking by and listening into a new year i promise we've got some great content this year some great monsters as well We've got a great year of monsters ahead of us, and they're the most unusual and unheard of ones. So you're going to have a bit of a wild one this year for a whole load of monsters that you might not have heard of before. Also, I am so, so sorry for the lateness of this episode. For the new year, I caught COVID, and I was very, very unwell and just didn't have the mindset, the energy, or in fact, the voice to be able to get that all done for you. So... I do apologise, but I am back, I'm running, and you're going to get an extra episode this week to make up for this, so apologies again. But to start off this frosty new year, we're heading over to a completely new mythology for us, which we've only not covered because I'm unorganised, to be completely honest. But we're here now, and we're covering the wonderful Imyeonjo from Korean mythology this week. The Imonjo is a legendary hybrid monster from Korean mythology, usually described as a massive white bird, with kind of chicken or goose-like features, and an elongated neck which ends in a human face, which is quite disturbing, but has the ability to talk and communicate with people. They were said to be both male and female, but there were considerably more females of the species, and it was significantly more common to find them than the males. They are a symbol of longevity as they lived for thousands of years, usually around sacred temples of the different kingdoms of ancient Korean society. They are also incredibly intelligent and strive for peace between all beings on Earth, and will offer their guidance to peace for any pilgrim willing to visit them. The faces of these birds were said to be amazingly beautiful, and they were often noted as especially ethereal and even mask like in appearance. Although they are slightly more off putting, as this beautiful face was on the long end of a neck, a goose neck, which could certainly be considered a little bit odd and sometimes a little bit creepy. They were noted as being incredibly large with a massive wingspan, although there are no noted measurements anywhere at all. It's believed that they were at least 7 foot tall in length, but that is very much a guess. So, kind of imagine a chicken that size, it's, it's quite large. They also loved wearing hats and feather crowns made from plumages of different birds, which gave them the power to reincarnate to a different form if required. They were a sacred bird, who were considered the link between the sky and the land in Korean society, You could usually find them atop the highest mountains or guarding ancient tombs of sages and leaders who brought peace to the people, singing Buddhist verses up into the sky. They were often depicted in ancient tombs in Korea and Southeast Asia as this legendary figure, where most Koreans or East Asians will know them from now. They are often depicted on murals within these structures, and they're usually bronze or within a kind of bronze structure, highlighting their power and longevity. However, there are arguments that this may actually be the Kalavinka, a legendary Buddhist bird with a human face, due to its wing shape, but to be honest, no one's entirely sure which one is which. We'll talk more about the Kalavinka later, but in terms of etymology, Imonjo literally means human face bird in Korean, which I think is pretty funny. It's a very literal translation, and I do really like it when they're like that, but usually I love a deep dive etymology on an episode. I literally can't on this one, I'm afraid. There's just no content here. But you can live safe in the knowledge that it is very basic this week. For this bird's history, though, we're not entirely sure when this one was created. However, we do know that in the 5th century, the biggest discovery when it came to this monster was found in the murals of the lost tombs of Goguryeo, Silla and Baekje. The murals were depicting these birds, again, very much in bronze. I did briefly mention this, but these were really important locations as these belonged to three different kingdoms inside ancient Korea. Gogoreo was the biggest kingdom, taking up most of what we know as North Korea, but also a very good chunk of the South too. And fun fact is that the root word which we get the English word Korea from is Goguryeo. so it's really cool to know. Then we have Beakj and Silla, which were very much on the Southern coast, so in South Korea. And these made up the three kingdoms of Korea, And There were three separate kingdoms until 998 AD when the three of them united and then became an empire in the late 1800s, which of course brings it up to kind of modern day I suppose. But why am I mentioning this? Why is this important to the monster? Well it's because in each of these kingdom provinces they had these tombs which all had the Imonjo inside on murals, which is a pretty united thing for technically three separate countries at the time all kind of coming into what we now know as korea as a whole but it does make it quite interesting that this was a shared belief across three different kingdoms and three different countries however what we do know is actually it spread even more into southeast asia and we got it picked up in china japan and mongolia as well and this is backed up by the fact that these tombs are actually popping up all over southeast asia Obviously they're not literally popping up now, they're being discovered, but the biggest one is actually in China. They seem to capture life within their time of creation and have been studied by countless historians to figure out who they are and when they were carved. There are influences from across Southeast Asia throughout the mural, so we're not even 100% sure that the Imonjo was even strictly Korean. It might have been an Asian creation that popped up all over this region of the world. However, as I said, we didn't discover any of these until the 5th century, and now these tombs are all world heritage sites that you can visit, which is pretty cool. Now, we talked about Kalavinka earlier, and this monster's influence on the Imunjo, but this creature was actually massively more important within Korean society, mainly because it was strictly a Buddhist creature. It was an immortal kind of creature that lived within Buddhism, and had a human head and a bird's torso, and it had this gorgeous long, flowing tail as well. The Kalavinka would fly around sacred sites to Buddhists, and would sing and preach the Dharma with its beautiful voice, and it's said to even sing whilst completely unhatched. However, we can kind of see the layover coming in with the Imyonjo, you can see that we've got this bird with a human head, and you can totally see how people within this region would potentially mix these two up. It is debated whether they are the same creature altogether, but for all intents and purposes in this episode, we're very much focusing on the fact that they are two separate creatures. But it's nice to look over the other one. We probably won't cover the Kalavinka in another episode, just because there is so little about it, but we might do. Who knows? We'll see what happens. How about, though, other influences outside of Asia? Well of course in terms of this monster we have to talk about harpies and sirens from Greek and Roman mythology. Now if you didn't know harpies were half bird half women and they would fly down and swoop and eat children and they were pretty horrible, pretty aggressive. While sirens were very often called half bird half women and they were, in all intents and purposes, within Greek mythology. They were also very aggressive and were basically a wet version of the harpies. But our media have made sure that we think that they are mermaid-like creatures. I can confirm from mythology that they are not. But that's the two that kind of lap over with the Imyonjo in terms of other mythologies from across the world. You can totally see how these overlap. And of course, the Imionjo were very much considered peaceful and intelligent. And of course, the harpies and sirens were extremely aggressive in nature, and they are known to attack everything that comes by, had very malicious intents. So you can kind of see the differences here as well, but you can also see how potentially they might have inspired each other at some point. If you do want to learn more about either harpies or sirens, I have covered them in the podcast before, and they have their own episodes so do go check them out if you fancy it. There is one last thing I want to talk about with this monster though. The Imyeonjo made their world debut properly in 2018 when we got to see the Korean people present them to us at the Winter Olympics as they used this monster as their mascot throughout the entire competition. They even made a full-size puppet of it and presented this within their opening ceremony, surrounded by the four symbols which are the Chinese constellations So you have the blue dragon, the white tiger, the red phoenix and the black tortoise. However, audiences went one of two ways when this was presented. Some with absolute horror at the creepiness of this monster and others had complete awe for the Korean people and their respect for their own ancient history and culture. And to present a mythical creature from your country's history is an amazing thing to do. So I think a lot of people are very much humbled by that and enjoyed the performance you can make your own mind up when you google this puppet i will warn you it i think it's quite creepy i personally think it's creepy i i do definitely respect it for coming out and being the mascot but it is quite scary the latter opinion is much more me but i really do find it quite scary But this was so big it caused a massive world question as to what this creature was, and even the South Korean government changed their Twitter display picture to a Nymanjo whilst the Olympics were on, because people were so mad about it, and mad as in like they loved it, not mad as in angry. But you can still find this image, I posted it on the Twitter, so do go and have a look, it is very very cute. Now on to modern media, of course There are not really any for this monster that I can find, and being a Korean monster too, there's sometimes some difficulty about getting some of their content due to the restrictions from North Korea. However, I have popped some Harpy content here, so you can find some content around hybrid bird lady monsters to satisfy the craving for the Imyonjo. Also, do check out the recording of the Winter Olympics opening ceremony if you fancy it and want to see this in real life. It's a fantastic display and I'd love to know what you think about the puppet. But for art, there is loads of independent work for this one and honestly, they are so amazing. They're really, really cool. I really recommend looking up some of these really cool interpretations that people have. And in movies, we have Clash of the Titans, Jason the Argonauts, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, Spirited Away, Hercules, The Last Unicorn and My Little Pony the Movie. For TV, we have Yu-Gi-Oh!, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Fairy Tale, One Piece, Monster Museum, The Adventures of Sinbad, Charmed, Hercules the Animated Series, Hercules the Legendary Journeys, Xena, Warrior Princess, Jason the Argonauts, Aladdin the Series, DuckTales, Hellboy, She-Ra, Princess of Power, Ultraman Dinah, Power Rangers Mystic Force, and The Owl House. In video games we have ones such as Dragon's Dogma, Gothic, EverQuest, Hades, Breath of Fire 2, Dark Souls, Castlevania, Elder Scrolls, God of War, Golden Sun, Persona 4, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, Smite, Pokemon, Pyre, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Warcraft, Metopia, Guild Wars, Terraria, Total War, The Witcher 2 and 3, and Titan Quest. Now my book recommendation this week is for Korean Folk Tales, Imps, Ghosts and Fairies by Elena Grand, for some really fab Korean fairy tales if you're interested in a much more forgotten region of Asia and their mythology, in comparison to of course those really big hitters that loads of people know in China, Japan, the Philippines, it is really one that's quite interesting and we're going to cover more, I do promise that. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I'm going to say no for this one, I'm so sorry. I think I said the same for Harpies, honestly, even though they are one of my favourite monsters of all time. This is because when it comes to hybrid monsters, I do tend to think quite logically. If there was something like this around, do we not think it would have been picked up by now? These are big monsters, and considering we could differentiate between some hybrid type monsters or monsters that can be hybrided, I say monsters, I mean animals, such as donkeys, horses, zebras, we can tell them all apart. I think we would be able to tell the difference here in A Normal Creature too. However, don't get me wrong, I do love the idea of this one, and following the Winter Olympics in 2018 and the presentation there, I'm so glad the world was exposed to this great piece of Korean mythology, and it was embraced all over the world, even though some thought it was a little bit creepy, And some thought it was amazing. I do agree with both of them. But puppets are spooky. I do get it. But what do you think? Did the Emonjo roam the earth? Let me know on Twitter. I would love to know what you think. What a great one to open the new year to. Also, you all know if you've been listening for a while that I really love a hybrid monster. Especially harpy-like ones. As I said, they are my favourite. So this one was a win-win for me. And it was really interesting getting into something that I wouldn't usually look at. So it's all a big win-win for me. I hope you enjoyed them as much as I did. But next week we're going to be doing something a little bit different and looking into a religious folklore figure, the Dybbuk, who comes from the Jewish faith. Try and keep your soul attached to your body on Monday 16th for this undead monster. This is the extra episode that I was talking about So it's not going to be at the end of this week. It's going to be at the beginning of next. And there will be another episode on Thursday 19th too. So you get a bit of double trouble just to make up for me being a little bit lax and catching COVID. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. All of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk and you can find us on good pods, buy me a coffee and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky and I'll see you later babes!